Phil Dobby, and this week on the Vantage Performance Podcast, hiring an interim manager, what could it do for your business? Yes, here's an interesting concept. When Richard Dunk said he wanted to talk about an interim manager, I assumed he meant getting someone to fill in when one of your executive team is away, you know, perhaps off having a baby. But no, not necessarily. He reckons there are times when it makes sense to appoint a specialist manager for a while to achieve some sort of short-term goal or other. But can you really do that? Can someone come in and take any sort of management responsibility if they haven't worked in your business? Well, let's ask him. Richard Dunk's is a director at Vantage Performance. So uh, really, an interim manager, Richard? I mean, isn't the idea of a manager that they oversee? And, and really, doesn't that mean you have to have someone with some continuity within the company to, to really be effective? Yeah, good good question, Phil. Look, I think they, they certainly can. Not, 90% of the time, 80% of the time, um, there is a, a strong need for a, a permanent manager to, to lead uh, an organisation or divisions of an organisation. Um, but uh, a lot of cases, and it's uh, happened I guess, more and more in Europe um, and, and the US, and it's happening more and more in Australia now, um, where companies are identifying um, a, a need to either project manager change, transition, um, or event within a business, uh, and the, the skills uh, in-house uh, don't cover that particular sort of project or key initiative. Right. Uh, whether it could be as um, uh, as vanilla as a uh, a, a new uh, te- implementation of technology, or it could be the, the you know the integration of of one company into another, uh, or preparing a business for sale, um, or leading a company through a major major crisis where um, they've put their, their, the executives have put their hand up saying, well, we don't have um, all the skills necessary, and also this is actually a full-time job. Um, sometimes they, these people will be managing staff, but uh, often um, they'll be uh, more, more conducting uh, other managers within the business mm. uh, to uh, to get stuff done. Right, but I mean, calling them managers as opposed to contractors or specialist contractors sort of implies that they've got some sort of uh, ability to to call the shots, which maybe they need to do to get the job done. But I can see all sorts of problems arising from that too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You need to um, you need to be pretty clear with that. Uh, I guess the guidelines uh, and um, and what is required out of this individual, whether there's manager in the title or not. I think there's a lot to do with. With really outlining um, uh, the the content of the work and and really sort of clear objectives um, for that individual um, within that particular project, uh, and to uh, to make sure that you're mitigating the the risk of uh, blowing up in everybody's face. Yeah, well, I was going to say there is the dangers, and they, they can make waves. You know, perhaps they uh, they're a specialist in an area where somebody thinks, well, look, you know, that was my turf, and I can do that. I'm more than capable. Why do we need this person? I'm I'm going to make life difficult for them. Look, we've, I think we've all heard uh, some nightmare stories. Um, it went where that has happened, and I think uh, when you uh, really look at the detail of uh, of what went wrong, um, a lot of the time it's lack of clear engagement at the front end, yeah. uh, and there and also lack of management or or leadership from the people who set those lines of engagement. So I think um, it's often a, um, it can be fraught with danger, but there's 
uh, there's some simple steps that you can really look at. So, yeah, no. and imagine uh, a commu- and communication would be a large part of that. I mean, it's, it always gets down to, doesn't it? If you're trying to drive change in an organisation, it always does get back to, I guess, two fundamentals, making sure everyone knows what they're doing, and secondly, it's communicated so everyone understands uh, what everyone else is doing. Ab- ab- absolutely, and I think uh, people, uh, when, when they hear it's all about communication, perhaps might be rolling their eyes, but good grief, <laughs> it's, uh, it is... It is so true. It, it really is. You you, you can't. Um, it's it's diff, it's very difficult to over communicate, um, but gee, it's easy to under communicate. Yeah. And I think uh, in these instances, when these lines of communication and, and clear goals are set, and um, and uh, and there's regular feedback and plenty of communication, um, it often uh, it often turns into a beautiful story, which is uh, why why the project was. Um, asked for in the first place yeah so and i guess uh how you reward these people is pretty important as well i mean they've got they've got less uh, there's always this not always but i mean there's there's p- the potential isn't there for a, a mistrust of people from outside particularly consultants who don't have as much skin in the game and less attachment to the company than the long-term employees so uh, i guess some sort of performance-based payment and uh, reward for completion is is imperative Absolutely. It will depend, however, on on how that business uh, likes to structure uh, its um, its salaries and, and bonuses. Um, and also, there needs to be uh, a, a measurable outcome at the end of it. So, um, and it uh, it needs to be realistic as well. So, um, yes, there've been a, there are a number of occasions where milestone bonuses and um, completion bonuses are are critical um, for the for the interim manager to have skin in the game, um, but also uh, if there isn't, don't forget there's plenty of reputational risk uh, on the line as well. Mm. Um, uh, people are making very good careers out of uh, being uh, professional interim managers, so um, they are those individuals are only as good as their last project. Now, if they uh, fail in their last project, um, uh, for them to secure the next gig yeah. is going to be a hell of a lot more difficult. So, so there's um, yes, there's monetary reward um, that needs to be there, but also that again going back to um, sort of clearly defined um, objectives um, and and sort of terms of engagement um, are, are crucial, so that these individuals and the company can can uh, sit back and go right well we we actually um we actually got this one across the line um everyone got all the ticks and all the boxes and everyone can walk away um uh, feeling pretty happy about um about the outcome yeah so and if they stuff up they have to uh, change their name and, and start again from yeah, scratch that, I that, <laughs> that, that's right perhaps uh um, find another country to work in <laughs> and uh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how, who are these people? How do you find them? And here's a, a few questions in a row here, uh, just to keep you going. Uh, you know, who are they? How do you find them? And what sort of jobs are they doing? What are these interim in, interim roles? The the traditional interim manager was uh, perhaps somebody in the... Uh, a senior executive in the twilight of their career had just uh, um, finished a... Um, maybe a, a CEO role, a GM role, um, come to the end, the term of its natural life, and okay, now I'm looking for a couple of contracts to finish off my career. Um, look, that is still the case, but um, but also there are um, people perhaps midway through their career who have decided I am 
I am uh, not not built or meant for a traditional corporate role. I'm a project manager at heart, um, and uh, and that is um, and that is what I'm best at doing, going from one project to another. Um, it could be a te- a technology project. Um, it could be a getting a um, substantial contract um, uh, across the line, or or fix a broken contract, which is what's happening a lot at the moment. So, where um, where organisations have uh, um, have halfway through a particular contract, um, and they realise that um, they're in they're in a bit of trouble uh, on that particular contract with that particular client. Um, so they need an expert who understands um, all the moving parts within that within that industry, within that business, uh, and has dealt with uh, with uh, tough and broken contracts before. So right. that's yeah, probably a few examples. So the so the um, other question was, how do we find them? Because because I, I would have thought that you know I mean we're a small country and we we've got skills shortages in many areas. And also I would have thought you know the areas where a lot of companies are, are struggling with are you know particularly in relation to transition. Uh, a lot of it's to do with technology, and there's certainly not enough uh, expertise. And you know, the, the older CEOs can't provide a lot of that expertise. You know, I'd imagine there's lots of gaps in this space, isn't there? Yeah, there are. Um, and look, these these people aren't aren't easy to find. Um, there's a variety of, of ways and means, um, from I guess working with and, de- and dealing with um, experts who are who um, specialise in that space, through to a lot of a lot of cases, it, it is uh, through Companies' own own networks, mm. um, and particularly if it's a very sector-specific project um, that is, and, and you are looking at, you need an expert within your sector. Um, a lot of the, a lot of cases, um, um, you know, you you need to really dig deep within within your own sector um, to find that um, level of skill and expertise. But obviously, worth it in the end if it's going to uh, propel your business forward or manage to get you over a particular hurdle. Uh, and you've written uh, more about this in the Vantage Performance blog, so it's worth checking that out as well. In fact, there's every chance that people are listening to this very podcast in that blog. Uh, appreciate your time, Richard. Thanks for coming on today. My pleasure.